1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. This Bob and Brian On Demand is brought to you by Marcus Theaters. There's a big difference between watching a movie and getting lost in one. Find out what Marcus Theaters means by getting tickets to a hot new release at MarcusTheaters.com. All right, now let's get down to brass tacks. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. How are you? Good. You have a long list. I do, yeah. It was of, one of those weeks. Matter of you fact, know, you, you just sent another update with even more topics on yeah. it, Gary. Yeah, well, you know, try to keep everybody, you know, on topic, on point. So 50 years ago today, Elton John gets his first number one album. Yep, Honky Chateau. First one at number one, and it was the first of seven consecutive number one albums. He went from there into Don't Shoot Me, I'm Home with a Piano Player, then Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, Caribou, Elton John's Greatest Hits, Captain Fantastic, and Rock of the Westies. Boom, 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 boom. Yep, one right after another. Pretty impressive. Um, yes, I, I feel like I heard a lot of them back in those days. <laughs> Honky just, just it just seems so. Honky Chateau had Honky Cat on it and Rocket Man that started and ended side one. Somewhere in there was, what was the one? Some uh, Harlem, something Harlem. Um, we had Mona Lisa's in Manhattan yes. was on there. Right, um, that was, was on there. there. That's a great, that's a great song that he later revisited. Um, you know, in his career, he had uh, what else? He always said Rocket Man, Hercules was on there. And I'm what, gonna kill myself. And unless you were buying records back then, you don't know how albums were actually like. They made them really cool. Like this one, kind of folded and had a. Had a latch on the back, kind of like um, uh, a legal document file has. You know how you have to untie it, you know, with the string? Yeah. Remember? Yep. Yeah, I don't think I got that copy of it. I think when I got it, they weren't making them like that anymore. Yeah. Because those were, of course, expensive. Now you just have a download and there's no fold I I actually still have my vinyl uh, honky shit, too. Me, too. Yeah, absolutely. One of those albums that, you know, you pull out once in a while and, you know, open the gatefold, some seeds fall out, and you're like, huh. <laughs> haven't, opened, haven't opened this in a while. Well, <laughs> and those are Gary's memories of the album, uh, the number one album from 50 years ago today. There you go. Uh, on the other end of things, I just heard about this this week, and it seems like it should be an open and shut case. Uh, some guys have the Eagles notes from Hotel California and a few other songs. And they they simply want them back, right? So there there are three of them. One of them, a director and curator at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, somehow came to be in possession of these handwritten notes and lyrics uh, from Hotel California, Life in the Fast Lane, a few others that they were trying to sell off. And you know, I guess uh, Don Henley and Irving Azoff and that crew discovered that this was going on and and claimed foul and and that oh yeah, these have been missing for a while. And now, now we know where they are. How so long these, have how long have the Eagles or Don Henley said? Yeah, I've been missing those. Or did he look and go, "Oh, those are mine"? Yeah, they are not saying that. You know, they are they're not saying how long they, they they or even if they were missing them, just that they know that they're theirs and they weren't they weren't given to these three men. You know, will, willingly so. And they've so come they, up with three different stories, including one that Glenn Fry gave them to him. But right, the that's, date, what, that's what the guys are claiming. But the date on the Glenn Fry thing was a year after he had passed away. Correct. So Correct. that doesn't line up. So you know they're they're being charged with you know possession of stolen goods and trying to sell uh, stolen goods. And you know, of course, the claim is you know that at the moment 
these will be held as evidence, but you know, they, you know, Don Henley wants them back. Well, the so. bad news for these guys is Irving Azoff doesn't usually lose. Not, not usually. No. <laughs> so, good luck with yeah, with estimated, that. Estimated worth of more than a million dollars for these things. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, yeah. So, and they were, if I remember right. They were on display at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at one point, so that that you know you can probably find the trail to to how they wound up with with these guys. And the the, the director, of course, you know, and curator is you know is on suspension from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> they I, probably I, should be, right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he's charged charged with a fairly serious crime, and uh, you know, for the moment, they're just suspending him pending the outcome of the case. Certainly, if, if these guys are found guilty, then I, I think he'll be looking for a job. Here's something interesting. David Lee Roth has released a new single. Now, I'm just remembering our conversations about David Lee Roth, and I thought you, our music expert, said, yeah, he can't sing anymore. Yeah, if you listen to the song? <laughs> no. I haven't no. heard it. No. Point proven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a studio. It's a studio piece, so... You know, it's not quite like the live experience was of listening to him. But, you know, I mean, he does not sound like the David Lee Roth of yore. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, so you were right. Uh, Eddie Van Halen has a, this this guitar has kind of made the rounds here because it's like a double dip with this Eddie Van Halen guitar. Right, yeah. Well, this was, you know, it was one of the Eddie Van Halen guitars that was made for, um, you know, by, um, oh, I forget, I think it was PV or somebody uh, made, the, uh, made the made the guitar. It's, uh, it's the EVH series that uh, was number 127 in the series, manufactured in 1991. And Eddie gave it as a gift to Brad Whitford of Aerosmith. And Brad has given it to um, Reverb, which is kind of a resale company, and now they've put it up for sale. So, so who's getting the money for it? Right? Um, I would guess Reverb. Okay. Look, looking at this, you know, I mean, I think it was a, you know, they, it's interesting, the, the terminology they use is Reverb acquired it directly from Brad Whitford. So it doesn't say that they bought it from him or stole it from him. Or, do, we have a do we have a dollar amount? <laughs> we, don't, we don't have a dollar amount on it just yet. But, it'll, it'll you know, it'll, it's somewhere, my guess would be somewhere in the mid-six figures figures because not only was it you know an official evh guitar but brad woodford played it uh quite a, for quite a while uh from like 1991 through 2017 as one of his stage guitars i would like you to tell us what happened to the uh rage against the machine singer and yeah, have, i would have. like adele to listen in to your uh <laughs> your story so they haven't really they haven't really said what happened to zach de la Roca on stage in Chicago uh, earlier this week on Monday. Um, but every, it was very noticeable. Something happened where he hurt his leg after the, uh, during the fourth song, and he was helped off stage by one of the crew members and then came back on, and he played the rest of the show seated on a monitor. So looking like he couldn't put it. You know, it looked like it was a sprain, strain, you know, something like that. There's been no reports of a break or or anything in that regard, but it was, uh, you know, was noticeable, and he definitely injured himself. Uh, there's no way they're not going to keep doing these dates, though. They've been, they've been uh, postponed for more than two years, and you know, it's, it's, these postponements are costly. So, 
you know, the other guys can move around 20 to compensate for what Zach can't do. Well, remember when Dave Grohl, what, broke his leg? He just yeah, had he a, performed in a throne, but he, he, you know, really he was cool playing throne? guitar and yeah, stuff. Built, it was very right. cool. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was that excellent. So a great way to do it. I don't think you'll see Zach doing that, but, you know, I, I could see him spending more time just sitting on the stage monitors, you know, in front, right in the crowd's face. Okay, so those are two examples of the show goes on. Right. Rage Against the Machine. We talked about Dave Grohl breaking his leg and finding a way to keep on the tour. And now Adele's going to make a documentary that talks about why she had to cancel in Las Vegas. Yeah, Yeah, she's apparently reportedly working on a new film that's about the making of her new album and the promotion of her new album, which would include, uh, you know, which would include the aborted Las Vegas residency. Uh, Supposedly it's going to be, you know, tell all. She's going to be very frank and honest, they're saying. And, you know, really, really wants to get personal and honest with her audience. So okay. we'll, we'll, we'll see what she has to say about it. You know, she's been talking about it, like we spoke about last week, a little bit in England, you know, <laughs> where she was performing, just saying, you know, it wasn't coming together the way she felt it should. And it wouldn't have been the kind of show that she felt she should put on. All right, we got a, got a couple of documentaries here too. Uh, which one's going to be more fun, the David Bowie one or the Amy Winehouse one? Uh, fun is, you know, fun is a relative term here, but I think, you know, I think both will be compelling. So, uh, David Bowie, the Moon Age Daydream documentary that we've been talking about for a little while, will be out on September 16th. Uh, supposed to be really cool. Directed by Brett Morgan, who did the Kurt Cobain documentary montage of heck and full cooperation of the david bowie estate and narration by david bowie obviously not you know not you know real-time narration but he uh you know it'll be you know taken from recordings of interviews that he did while he was alive and and pieced together but brett morgan had access to some tremendous tremendous footage, you know, things other people couldn't have gotten. So that's very exciting. That's September 16th. And then Studio Canal Studio is moving forward with Back to Black, which will be an Amy Winehouse uh, documentary. It has a director now, Sam Taylor Johnson, who's best known for Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, I don't know how much of that will we'll factor into the film, but they're just getting going on that, so there's no release date or anything, but I guess there is there is a treasure trove of material there. David it, Bowie sold um, sh- shares of himself, right? Yeah, when he, yeah was, he was the, he was the pioneer in right. the uh, the whole Bowie net thing. So will the are there still shareholders in that Bowie so. industry? Uh, yeah, so still, will uh, this still a fund? All right. So will this increase the value of their shares in Bowie stock or whatever? If it does, if it does well, okay, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like right. all these yeah. bucks. All these box sets and archival retrospective releases, everything contributes to the, you know, to the tally. King's guitarist, Aliens. Yeah, I thought you guys would like that one. Oh yeah, um, yeah. This is uh, Dave Davies, you know, guitarist for for the Kings. He has long spoken about his alien encounters, you know, <laughs> with his encounters with extraterrestrials. So he's got a memoir coming out. It's called Living on a Thin Line after the. Mm. Uh, King's hit of the same name, and 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 the excerpt that's kind of floated out there now is King says that in 1982, uh, he Dave Davies says that he was overtaken by aliens, not captured or anything, but somehow you know using using whatever 
you know, way they have of impacting us. They over overtook him and they told him he must not have sex. And he says that although he could walk normally, his groin and pelvis were suddenly numbed. And he By the stopped, aliens. He stopped having any sex sensation. Hmm. And the reason Dave Davies writes is that they wanted him to transmute his sex sexual energy to a higher vibrational level. What does that mean? We can go so many places with well, that, Brian. Many of them probably aren't appropriate. <laughs> and nobody's um, going. Well, he's nobody is saying. Well, does he have some sort of mental problem? Well, is I think, anybody you know, asking no, that? No, there's question? no mental problem. There's there no is ma- a no, when you're British. There is a. Is, I guess there's a greater tolerance and maybe even appreciation for eccentricity. So this it comes off differently from somebody like him than it would maybe if you know an American counterpart. If Slash started talking, well, maybe Slash we would we would accept it from. But you know, if some Ameri- you know some American person started talking about this, then you'd look and go, uh, he's a little nuts. But you know, Dave has, is a longtime eccentric, and I think his eccentricities are accepted and even loved. Hey, how's Carlos Santana? Last week when we talked about him, he was recovering from uh, what he uh, he, okay. he he being overwhelmed heat by heat here in yeah. De- here at a concert in Detroit, and of course we you know we came out and said, yeah, no worries, he'll be playing in Milwaukee. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. no, uh, they canceled. Yeah, they they not only postponed. The show after Detroit, they then postponed six more. Uh, they're going to be getting back underway this week. At least that's that's according to plan. And you know, as far as we know, we know he's recording, he's recovering fine. And you know, when they did postpone the six shows, they they said, you know, the doctor looked at him and said, you know, take a week, don't get right back on the on the treadmill. Take a week, recover fully. You know, drink a lot of water, drink less tequila, smoke so less if, weed, smoke so, less weed. So he, so he was following doctor's orders, at least with the workload. Right. Okay. All right. right. Well, good for so, him. Yeah, and I'm sure the shows will all be rescheduled. And uh, although, interestingly, they're saying they're not going to reschedule the Detroit show. That we got, we got our 50 minutes. So enjoy it. <laughs> Which I think <laughs> is incredibly jive. There should be some kind of, I don't know, free. No, that was. That's, I'm sorry. Something. You know, in baseball, it's official after five innings. Right. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't work that way in rock concerts. Yeah. Especially, just, uh, especially when you know you got a two-hour concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't want to leave you hot under the collar, so we'll we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll leave with this. It's Linda Ronstadt's birthday today. It is. It is. She turned seventy-six. Uh, still out there. Has a new book coming out. You know, obviously has has Parkinson's, which is limiting what she can do. But we're uh, you know a happy birthday to Linda. We're always happy. Uh, Happy to wish good things for her. Did she lose her singing voice yeah. some years yeah, ago? Yeah, pretty much. I yeah. mean, that, that, that was that's when she, when the Parkinson's diagnosis came, it was like, huh, I'm not singing. It's not just age taking taking the voice from me. It's, yeah, okay. It's more. So she says she when she can sing, but it sounds more like screaming because she has right, no yeah. control over her voice and exactly. doing that. So. All right. All right, Gary, we're out of time. All right, well, you guys have a great weekend. All right. We'll talk next week. Looking forward to it, Gary.